Rodolfo Castro appears to have a firm grasp on the second base position heading into 2023, but if he underperforms, when do Leover Piguero, Nick Gonzalez, and others start pounding down the door on the other middle infield position that needs to be taken up for the Pittsburgh Pirates? All of that and more on today's episode of Locked on Pirates. You are Locked on Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to that Pittsburgh Pirates podcast, everybody. My name is Ethan Smith, host of the Locked On Pirates podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates every single day. We are back to five days a week. I had yesterday off, but we are getting Tuesday through Saturday this week, which will finalize the individual 2023 season preview series for the Pittsburgh Pirates here on this podcast. We have Rodolfo Castro in the middle infield today. Tomorrow is Key Brian Hayes. Thursday, of course, will be O'Neill Cruz. Friday will be Jack Sawinski. Saturday will be Andrew McCutcheon and Brian Reynolds. And then, of course, next week on Gary Morgan Monday, we will give our official season preview predictions as well as what we expect from the Pittsburgh Pirates in 2023. Of course, thank you for always tuning into this podcast as well. And on today's show, last year, it was pretty evidently clear that once O'Neill Cruz came to the Pittsburgh Pirates and officially joined the Major League roster, that the shortstop position for at least the foreseeable future is taken care of. O'Neill Cruz, who we will uh, talk about in a couple of days, sky's the limit for the kid. We'll talk about that when we get to it. Rodolfo Castro, meanwhile, was a very, very welcome surprise for a Pittsburgh Pirates team that needed it at the second base position. and. Let's not act like Rodolfo Castro was an all-star caliber second baseman by any stretch of the imagination. He has some uh, inabilities at the, uh, defensively at the second base position, but he is a switch hitting second baseman who offers you a ton of power at that position that really came out and showed out last year. And he was a very welcome surprise in 2022, a guy that exited 2022 with what appears to be the position in hand as of right now, and if he performs well for the remainder of this upcoming season coming into 2023, if he can bring some of that momentum that he had from 2022 into 2023, he's playing with house money at that point. He's going to start really hunkering down at that position and make the Pirates think twice about the prospects they have behind him. And we look at what Rodolfo Castro has been able to do across his minor league career and, of course, at his uh, major league level career. Um, of course, last year makes the uh, debut with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, definitely had way more uh, plate appearances than that. That's actually the wrong thing. We'll be picking that up later. But you see what he was able to do for the Pittsburgh Pirates Last season, a 233 average, 299 on base percentage, and a 427 slugging percentage, um, and a 0.9 war. He was a positive guy for this baseball team, only 23 years of age. Of course, the service time, very, very far away. He's not even ARB eligible until 2026. He's not a free agent until 2029. So, Rodolfo Castro, as long as he continues to perform well, he's going to be here for quite some time. And those stats 
don't really hit the page too much, but then you also look at the fact that he was one of the guys that debuted last year, also helped in um, breaking the record that the Pirates had for most rookies' uh, home runs in one season combined. He had 11 home runs last year and 278 plate appearances, 71 games. And you could see he actually played third base and shortstop quite a bit last year, but I do think that'll change this year. Uh, I do think as far as Key Brian Hayes goes, Castro is definitely the guy that will probably back him up at least to begin the season uh, at third base on days that Hayes needs rest. I think Castro will slide over and then G1 Bay will probably slot in at that second base spot. But we'll talk a little bit more about that shortly. I don't see Castro slotting it at shortstop that much this year with other guys that are going to eventually be coming up. He could do it. Um, early in the season before a lot of those guys do make their debuts, but I don't expect too much out of Rodolfo Castro at the shortstop position and DHing. I think the Pirates have that taken care of from a number of different areas. But this is from Fangrass, and you look at what Fangrass has as their projections for Castro 100 games, a 227, 290, 396 uh, slash line with a 1.2 war, a 92 WRC plus, and 15 home runs. I would take that as a semi-win. I would like to see his average either improve or his average stay around where it was, so around that 233, but I don't want to see it take a dip. Same thing I don't want to see with the on-base percentage. I do not want to see his on-base uh, percentage take a dip either. And if you could see, it's a little cut off from the screenshot I took about his prospect report. That 30-hit tool is definitely where things get a little interesting. His game power, of course, is a little bit lower than his raw power, which is his best grade at 60. He is a fast little guy at 55 uh, speed, 45 fielding. We saw a little bit of that last year with his uh, defensive shortcomings. And, you know, he's a 40 overall grade guy. As far as him being a welcome surprise, which he was, if, again, he performs well, the Pirates are going to have to think about a lot when it comes in terms of the prospects behind him, like a Leo Piguero, like a Nick Gonzalez, like a even Jared Triolo, who could slot himself into the mix at some point. But if he performs well, the worst that happens is if the Pirates really want to hold on to Piguero or Gonzalez and not opt to trade them away if Castro blocks them, Castro, at worst, then becomes a power bat off the bench for you behind Key Brian Hayes at third base. And then third base is clear for you for a very long time. You could have Castro as a utility bench bat. You could have him in a bunch of different uh, different roles. So even if he does underperform a little bit at the second base position, there's still places on this team for Rodolfo Castro that don't involve him starting every day. Now, I fully expect him to start every day. Currently, just because of the way I think the Pirate season will start out, uh, of course, I showed you guys on my last season preview episode the starting lineup list and the projected bench for 2023. I definitely think that Castro has a hold on the position at the beginning of 2023. I don't think there's anything Pagaro and Gonzalez can really do in spring to change that. I do think both of those guys will probably start in AAA and swap spots at shortstop and second base at the AAA level in Indianapolis. And Castro will hold on to the position as long as he can. Depending on how he does in those first couple months of the season, I think we'll determine when we see a Leo Piguero or a Nick Gonzalez debut for the Pittsburgh Pirates, which we'll get into here shortly after I let you guys know about the wonderful people over at Built Bar. Built Bar, of course, is the best tasting protein bar on the planet. 
looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all of the fat and calories, then you got to try a built bar. We got just through the holidays. And I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me where you want to get healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I got just the thing for you. You got to try Built Bars. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious you won't think they're good for you, and they're perfect for your New Year's resolution. Well, what makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, 100% real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro dust, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste just like a candy bar while uh, maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Well, now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later, but... If you don't want to go in store, just remember you can always use built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your first order of the best protein bars on planet Earth. So to go back to Rodolfo Castro for just a moment, let's start with scenarios here. Scenario one is that Rodolfo Castro, due to the team standards, performs well enough to hold at the position. So then that makes you think, what do you do with Leo Piguero and Nick Gonzalez? Well, we got a little taste of what we could get from Leo Piguero last season, where he was up here for a couple of games, batted 333, you know, just, just a short stint while the Pirates didn't really have anybody else to choose from at the position. And he was closer because he was in Indianapolis before they went to a road trip. There was a whole thing going on with that, but it was really nice to see him at least get a little taste of the MLB level. Nick Gonzalez, on the other hand, is yet to debut. Uh, former first-round pick, Nick Gonzalez, who I've had on this podcast. That was a while ago, but make sure, if you want to go deep in the archives of the Locked On Pirates podcast, you can sh- for sure find it. Former first-round pick, no doubt they're going to want to get looks at uh, Nick Gonzalez at some point. How do you do that, though, with Rodolfo Castro, especially if he's performing well? You don't just take that bat out of the lineup. You could see him DH, but as I mentioned earlier, I think that Andrew McCutcheon, Santana, and G-Man Choi will probably man that spot for the most part, but it's not out of the cards to expect a guy like Rodolfo Castro to potentially do that. But it does create an interesting dynamic, which is something that Pirates fans like myself and others have thought about, is with the plethora of prospects that the Pirates have at their disposal, At some point, do you trade these guys off for MLB talent? And I think that's something that if Rodolfo Castro does continue to be the surprise that he was last year going into this season, you're looking at the possibility of a guy like Leo Piguero being traded for, say, a pitcher, or a guy like Nick Gonzalez being traded for a pitcher or a position of need. There's plenty of things that they could do in that scenario, especially if Castro does well. As I mentioned before, if you still want to get looks at uh, Leo Piguero and Nick Gonzalez, but want to keep Castro's bat in the lineup, I could see them DHing him if he does perform well. That's on the side if he performs well. Now, if Castro doesn't perform well, what do you do with Castro at that point? Well, you probably move him to the bench and let him still get his at-bats in as a bench bat and 
be the backup to Key Brian Hayes over at third base. That part's pretty self-explanatory. Then what do you do with the likes of Nick Gonzalez and Leover Piguero? Well, Leover Piguero, for starters, uh, this is his uh, card that you saw me pull up by accident earlier. Uh, this includes his minor league stats and some of his stats that we saw uh, at high A plus and double A last year. Of course, at the MLB level, he had four plate appearances, as I mentioned before. One of the things that I like about Leo Piguero, for sure, and you can see it in the base on balls percentage and the K percentage. His K percentage has gone up quite a bit um, since 2018, where he had a very good run of things. But 2021, I think, is the best measure, and 2022 for that matter, are the best measures of how you should evaluate a guy like Leo Piguero. And you look at the K rate in 2021, and it was not very good. 25%, that means he was striking out one-fourth of the time. You do not want that at all. 7.9 walk rate. That's one of his higher numbers, as you can see. But a 270, 332, 444 slash line with a 338 uh, WOBA. So you like that in the 108 WRC+. plus. That was his 2021 season. Then you come into 2022 where he played more, and you see that his K rate went down, his base on balls went down, his ISO went down, his uh, batted ball or uh, batting average with balls in play went down. So all of his numbers pretty much went down. But you want that K rate to go down, and you want that walk rate to kind of stay around that 7.9%. But 259, 305, 387 with an 88 WRC plus isn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. You then look at where um, Zip's projections have him in terms of his uh, production at the MLB level if he comes up this year. Most of them have him playing around six to nine games, not really doing much. I don't know how accurate that is. I do expect that we could get a heavy dose of Leo Piguero at some point this year. There is also the off chance that we don't. But if you notice, most of those numbers in the projections from Steamer, Phipps, ATC, the bat, Zips again, have them around that 235 to 240 batting average range, around a 280 OPS, closer to 278, and then a slugging percentage around that 337 to 340 range, and then, of course, a WRC plus in the 70s, At, albeit being a plus war player. Now, his Zips projections, which is what I like to look at the most, as you can see here, have that walk rate really low, his strikeout rate a little bit higher than what we saw in 2022, and a 236, 278, 346 um, slash line. We'll see how that would work out, but then you look at what he would be doing production-wise if he was to play 119 games, which probably will not happen, and Eight home runs, 45, uh, 45 RBIs with 56, uh, 56 um, runs and 16 stolen bases. If he was to play 119 games, I think those are numbers that people would be pretty happy about for the most part. Is he going to play that many games? Probably not. I would cut that number way down. I do think he will play at some point, but I wouldn't see him playing more than 40 to 50 games at the major league level this year. And that's even if Castro doesn't uh, perform up to standards. That's just how I would see it working out for Leo Piguero. But obviously, if I'm talking about him, even though he's 22 years old, he has the opportunity to come up this year. 
and the door is open if Castro doesn't perform well, or even if he does, it's just a matter of how much time will he really get and how many at-bats would he get. And personally, I don't think he's going to get enough for us to really measure anything and make a definitive answer about him. Then you go to Nick Gonzalez, who has been on the Pirates' radar ever since he was drafted. He was considered the best peer hitter in his draft class uh, the year he was drafted. Comes into the 2021 at high A, absolutely rakes in 80 games, 302, 385, 565, with a 150 WRC+. plus. The K rate was kind of high, but the base on balls rating was pretty high as well. Then, of course, he played some Arizona Fall League ball in 2022, performed okay at 429. Only played one game at single A last season, didn't get a hit. But then, of course, the bulk of his time came at double A, 71 games, 316 plate appearances, a very good slash line, if I may add. 263, 383, 429 slugging with a 365 WOBA and a 127 WRC+. That's the kind of stuff that you really like to see from him. And Zips, ironically, we'll go back here. Zips has Piguero playing 119 games and Gonzalez playing 76 games, where Gonzalez in those 76 games would have six home runs, 39 RBIs, three stolen bases, an 8.9 walk rate, a 313 average on bat, uh, batting average with balls in play, and a 227, 308, 363 slash line with a 1.0 war. Again, a slash line that most people would probably be okay with for the most part if you're a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. But when it comes to Nick Gonzalez and what you can expect from him in 2023, I do think there's an opportunity for him to start in AAA alongside Piguero. I could see him starting the season in Altoona. That's something that's very, very possible for Nick Gonzalez. And again, that hit tool that you're getting from Nick Gonzalez is going to be his best friend. He's going to be a second baseman at some point. I definitely know he's going to get ample opportunity to do so. And just with the hit tool that he possesses, man, he's going to find a way to get into this lineup at some point if Pagaro performs well or if he doesn't. That's just how it's going to work out for Nick Gonzalez. But we're going to look at some more depth in the system here in just a moment, but I want to let you guys know about the wonderful people over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more at FanDuel.com slash locked on. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained and even do same game parlays if you have your eyes set on a specific game. You even can get, of course, money lines, spreads, totals. You get player points, rebounds, assists, and so many more exclusive bets like the two times three. All you need to happen is two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes by a specific player. That's actually one of my favorite ones to uh, see people bet on, and it's really, really fun to look at. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more, and you can make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA and the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. So we talked about Rodolfo Castro and if we think he can bring 
his performance from 2022 and improve on it in 2023 or at least be the same kind of player. We also talked about Leover Piguero and Nick Gonzalez and their potential of coming into the mold for the Pittsburgh Pirates in 2023 if Piguero doesn't perform. And we'll take a look here at some positions of depth in the uh, in the system and what the Pirates could possibly do in terms of guys that could be available to, at their disposal if they need to find somebody else other than Rodolfo Castro. You look at shortstop, it's mainly uh, Leover Piguero. That's the main guy that you're going to see. Uh, behind him is Francisco Acuna, Bubba Chandler, um, Swashing, uh, Song Che uh, Chang. Sorry, that's a tongue twister. I apologize. Uh, Michael Escato, who is actually one of my favorite prospects in the system that they picked up in a trade with the New York Yankees. Jordani De Los Santos and Javier Rivas. Out of this group, you're really only going to see Leover Piguero make any stretch of possibly being at the MLB level in 2023. Francisco Acuna is 23 years old. He was picked up in 2016, but we'll kind of see what that uh, ends up happening with him. Bubba Chandler still too far away. Chang tilt uh, too. Uh, Guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> My mind is all over the place. Uh, Cheng is still too far away. Escato too far away. De Los Santos too far away. Rivas too far away. Then you move over to the third base position, and things get a little interesting because you have three guys that are all at the AAA level projected at Fangrass. Jared Triolo, who could also play shortstop, Drew Maggie, and Andreas Alvarez. Andreas Alvarez and Triolo are the two guys I would look here, uh, look at here. Both are 25. Of course, two very different players. Triolo was a former second-round pick of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Alvarez was a former 22nd over round pick for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Maggie, of course, picked up in 2010. Picked up in a trade from the uh, Philadelphia Phillies in August. I don't see much for him. He's already 33 years old. I think he's just a minor league uh, stuff uh, depth guy. Triolo is the guy that I want to think about here, though, because he had a very good year in 2022 at third base. He also has the potential to play shortstop. But what my mind thinks with a guy like Jared Triolo is if he could play shortstop, no doubt he can play second base. So if he comes out in 2023 and really hits well in spring training and at the minor league level, throw his name in the hat too. He's a guy that I think has some pop. He could potentially make his way on this lineup as a backup to keep Ryan Hayes or as a potential second baseman of the future, only at 25 years of age, still has a ton of time, still has three options before he's Rule 5 uh, status kicks in. So he still has a lot of time left. And you take a look at his organization rank uh, in 2023 versus 2022, and he jumped from 27 to 9 in terms of where he's at in the organization. So expect big things from a guy like Jared Triolo. Um, Dario Lopez is another guy that we could possibly keep an eye on. He was uh, picked up in the amateur FA draft from the Dominican Republic in 2018. I still think he's a little too far away, but be on the lookout for Dario Lopez as a potential prospect to keep an eye on this year. Then you have Jack Brannigan who was drafted in 2022, still kind of far away in terms of if he can make his MLB debut or not. Juan, uh, Juan Jerez, Alexander Mojica, Luis Tejada, and Rafael Escalante are rounding out the stuff at third base. All those guys still a little bit too far away. Then we move to the prime position, second base. And you have Chris Owings, who was picked up in free agency. 
I again, I think he's a minor league FA guy or a minor league depth guy who will just kind of stay there and man things at AAA. Nick Gonzalez, of course, Arizona Fall League. Did really well. Talked about him for that whole part of the second segment. I think he has the potential to do some good things. Jackson Glenn is a guy that I think you could keep an eye on. He was a 2021 fifth-round pick. Pretty good bat on Jackson Glenn, but he is already 25, so that's kind of concerning. But we'll see how he climbs through the system. Then you have Mike Jarvis, another guy who was drafted in the 2021 draft in the sixth round. We'll see what turns out with him. Termar Johnson who last year, of course, was picked up fourth overall and is now ranked by Fangrass as the number one ranked prospect in the Pirate system. Just got drafted last year. Got to be patient with the guy. He can also play shortstop, but that bat that Termar Johnson has is just going to be phenomenal. He's only 18 going on 19. Expect big things from Termar Johnson at the lower levels of the system, but I don't expect him to climb too high. Then you have Raybar Rivero and Jesus Castillo, who are guys that are going to be at the lower levels like rookie ball and single A. So that's the depth that you see in the system. The only guy outside of Leo Piguero and Nick Gonzalez that I would really throw into the mold at second base would be Jared Triolo. Jiwan Bay, of course, can find himself there too. I think his uh, plans for him are more set in the outfield, but Jiwan Bay is another guy that you could definitely see at that position uh, in, in certain spurts. So we'll see what the Pirates decide to do here, but to recap this episode, it's Rodolfo Castro's job to lose. If he has it under lock, maybe the Pirates start thinking about trading some guys or moving some guys around. We'll just see how 2023 works out for the second base position, the position that I played when I played baseball at the Little League level and the middle school and high school levels. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Locked On Pirates podcast today here on Tuesday, February 14th. If you have a special someone in your life, make sure to tell them happy Valentine's Day. Treat them to something nice. Buy them some flowers. Do what you got to do. Make their day happy. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Locked On Pirates podcast today. Of course, you guys are amazing for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I will see you guys on the flip side tomorrow.